Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today I'm joined again by one of my favorite guests, Noah Birch. Noah, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, thank you. I'm so excited to be back. It feels like it's, it's awesome and very exciting, and it's been... We were just talking about how it's been so exciting watching this evolution of this podcast and this fan base grow and grow since the last time we talked. So I feel honored to be here again. Thank you so much. I'm honored every time you come on the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. And what we're going to talk about today is the Met Gala for the most part, because I was watching it the other night and I was just astounded by how many Kennedy-inspired looks there were. And also by, I feel like there was almost a confusion in the theme a little bit between with people. And I'm almost a little confused by the theme, so I want you to help me maybe clear that up a little bit. But there was a lot of American-inspired, you know, gowns and things like that, so I want to talk about that. But before we get started, you go back and just give, like, a brief bio of yourself just in case someone hasn't caught our last episode together. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. My name's Noah. I'm a, I am currently work in the TV and film industry, and I work in costume design. And right now, I'm working on the final season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. And it's been such a blast, and it's been so fun to be transported to that world every day for my living. And I feel like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, that's that's me. I, I love, I have, a, I have such a passion for the 60s. That's why I love this podcast. And so it's so cool to live in a world outside of what's going on right now in our world mm -hmm. and kind of go back in time. So absolutely that's me in a nutshell. Anytime you post like a close up of like some of the clothes and stuff, I'm always like, Oh my God, I'm so jealous. Like you're literally just living the the dream for fans of the sixties for sure. Uh, I was so, it's so cool. I think, I, I think I sent you this a while back, but we were pulling a jacket from stock oh, and yes. we had found a coat that belonged to JFK's mother and her her name was written on under the tag it was purchased from Bergdorf's and that was a wild full like circle moment for me where I was like I'm holding literally I'm literally holding I mean I'm surrounded by history every day when I'm in those costume shops but like this felt like an artifact of history it, it, yeah. it was very very Cool. That yeah. is totally an artifact of history. That's just incredible. Oh my gosh. I was like, that is, that's a dream come true. Because no, normally you would think that would be behind glass or something and it was in your hands. So it's amazing. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Oh, I love that story. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to give the audience a little backstory before we get started because people are heated about, especially mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian, wearing the happy birthday Mr. President dress to the Met Gala. So I don't normally give my opinions on this podcast, as you guys know, but today I'm going to. And if you don't agree, that's okay. That's what it's all about. I don't even know if Noah agrees with me yet. We're about to find out. So if you don't agree with something we say, that is totally okay. That's what makes it fun, okay? So, and also, like, don't give me a one-star rating. Just hate me under your breath, please. <laughs> just, or just rate it five stars and move along and don't download it again. Let's just be kind to each other and for the sake of a fun conversation, let's have at it. So before that, though... That that conversation, 
I'm confused about the Met Gala theme because on one hand it was gilded glamour, which I get, but then on another hand, the theme was in America, an anthology of fashion. Can you tell me how do those mesh? What I mean, I may just be stupid. I don't know, but I'm confused. Well, I think I'll start by saying that I think every year and what I'm starting to catch when I read things about the Met Gala is that it's changing. It's changed a lot since it once was what it was. Like I was reading about some remarks that Julian Moore was saying and how it used to feel like a very, you know, it has, it is exclusive event. It feels very exclusive. However, I think back in the day, like in the nineties, it was even more exclusive. And now it's turned into kind of a campy party, you know, glitz and glamor, you know, who's being seen where type of event. And I think, over the past couple of years, the theme has been introduced. And I, I I believe that a lot of times there's controversy around everyone's looks because some people don't go along with the theme. Other people go within the theme. And it kind of feels a little bit like a grab bag of ideas coming to the event. Mm-hmm. So I think that this year I was paying attention to the theme, but I almost think that gilded and glamour are you know being defined in two different ways Mm -hmm. you know you know gilded age feels very reminiscent of what's going on right now with a lot of like current day culture like the tv show on hbo max the gilded age you know this time period back when you know in the i believe it was the 1800s when evolution of technology was starting to happen and there was you know class being introduced and you know, there is wardrobe being constricting. And I believe that, you know, there's that whole element of the Gilded Age. And then there's glamour, which I, I'm more interested in talking about today at some point. You know, I'm more interested in talking about that because I think we saw a lot of that being echoed with a lot of the wardrobe and what people were wearing at the event. And, you know, with the long gloves, you know, I think... Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll go into that when we talk about people's looks. But I think that was what I kind of, I think I was looking at everyone's looks on the red carpet and I was trying to understand where people's direction was. And I think some people were leaning more into the idea of looking glamorous, mm-hmm. where I think one of the people, one of the artists who really kind of took on the literal gilded age look was Billie Eilish. You know, she had that very classic wardrobe that felt very much like right outside of that time period. So I think that is a part of it. And then I was reading a little more about it. And Andrew Bolton, who is one of the heads of the Met Museum, was talking a lot about how this second exhibit, because the exhibition was split into two parts. You know, there was one one presentation of it, which was, I believe, last fall when there was a Met Gala then. And then now this is part two of it. And this second part is really talking about celebrating designers who are under the radar, who haven't really been spoken of enough, who have kind of been dismissed by history. And I'm really curious to go see this exhibit now because I think there's going to be something for everyone to go to when they go and visit. And I think maybe this is a nice transition, but I think one thing that's interesting is that you host a podcast that is all about history. And I think that's what's so exciting about when we think about the Met Gala is because it's a celebration of historical dress 
or bringing together artists and designers who to discuss historical dress and the history of art and art making. I've been thinking a lot about that in the past couple of days. Yeah, and I, I totally, like, that really honestly cleared a lot up for me because I was, I saw Billie Eilish and thought, okay, she totally got the Gilded Age look, just like you said. Like, she's the one that stood out the most to me as well with that. And then, but then I also had the concept of America and anthology of fashion and how that's evolved. And then I thought Blake Lively did an incredible job of capturing that. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like you either could choose one or the other or both, but it was kind of a hard choice to figure out, okay, which avenue of this you know almost two-parted theme where people gonna go with you know Um, exactly yeah it was interesting i want to talk about blake lively's dress a little bit if you don't mind yeah Um, i just thought it was amazing did you i thought it was beautiful i mean it was really there was so much detail to it and i think that's when the met gala gets exciting i loved watching her on the red carpet and speaking about all of the elements that were incorporated in her design in a way she was storytelling like it was a story and she was there to tell the story and I thought it was so so cool I did too I thought she really captured that art you know deco and and then the way that she transforms like the Statue of Liberty did I just loved that I thought that she captured it well and I think everybody else does too from what I've read but one thing that just stood out, like I said, why I literally, it was funny because you, I think, had sent an emoji or something back to a story when I was talking about the Met Gala. Right before you did that, my husband was like, you should have Noah Birch back on to talk about all the Kennedy looks. And, and then you said that. I was like, oh my God, yes, absolutely. Oh my God. He literally That's said that. He was awesome. like, that would be so good. So we got to get into it because there, it was a common theme. And I feel like, I mean, and we kind of talked about this last time you were on a little bit about how the Kennedys obviously have influenced a lot of the fashion that we all wear to this day. So you could almost pull pieces from, especially Jackie's wardrobe. A loafer that I wear could be something that she would have started the trend for and then it kind of goes through time. So with that, it's not uncommon, I don't feel like, to find elements of Jackie Kennedy on a red carpet. But for this particular Met Gala, it looked like a few remakes of her gowns. Did you think so? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was... It was exciting to see that. I was working late during the Megala, and a friend texted me who was watching the red carpet, and she was like, oh my gosh, Julianne Moore is wearing a look that is inspired by Jackie Kennedy. And I had, like, rushed to Instagram (laughs) to look at it, because I was like, one, I'm obsessed with Julianne Moore. I think she is, like, flawlessly gorgeous, and I could talk about her all day. But to see her in that look, I was very excited about it. It really reminded me of that dress that she wore at I believe it was the National Gallery of Art in 1963 she wore like a column dress it was like a lavender column dress by Oleg Cassini and Julianne Moore did such a nice touch like just a nice homage to it and even with the white gloves you know I think that was to me that was a look of glamour and elegance and it was very cool to see that celebrated on that red carpet. I totally agree. And I was reading, you know, because obviously Tom Ford designed her dress. And I was reading about how Tom Ford has been just a little, I guess, disgruntled with the fact that people have made the Met Gala a little more campy than he would prefer. And so when he, you know, designed this dress, I took a quote from the New York Times where she said, I usually want to wear something that makes me feel good. Tom is very much about classic beauty and classic American fashion. So I feel like they just came together in this like perfect unity to make this gown for sure. And I loved her take. It was actually the New York Times take on, you know, how she fit this into the theme. And it said, Julianne Moore arrived at the Met Gala wearing a strapless white gown by Tom Ford that was inspired not by the Gilded Age, but by a Gilded Age, American Camelot. So I just thought that was a really neat and profound take on it. 
Yeah. See, I love that. And I think that's where, that's the type of stuff that gets exciting to me when people find ways to discover parallels into like defining what the theme means. You know, I think that I love that. That's very true. I completely agree. So speaking of parallels, that was a great way to go into Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn's dress. So a little backstory, just in case someone's not as up to date. I don't know how you could possibly miss this because it's everywhere and it's so controversial. I kind of foolishly, but kind of love that I did it at the same time, put out on Instagram a post that was like, how do people feel about this? And it was heated. So Kim Kardashian basically borrowed from the Ripley's Museum, who owns the gown in Florida, the literal actual Marilyn Monroe gown and from what I read a lot of people are really upset about it because they are like well she could have gotten body makeup on it it could have been all this stuff what happened was she wore no body makeup there was a place for her to get dressed right before she entered the carpet and right before she got off of it where she put on a replica right afterward so she was in it for a matter of maybe five minutes and it was handled with white gloves and you know it was very there was the due diligence taken to wear the garment a lot of people are upset though because they say okay first of all well there's there's a couple different reasons <laughs> people are upset because they say this should be behind glass like it's always been supposed to been uh, you know it's supposed to be temperature controlled and not handled and this is a disgrace um it uh, it wasn't supposed to fit Kim Kardashian's body it was literally made for Marilyn it could have stretched the fabric all that kind of stuff and then there's the take of people thinking that Kim Kardashian's literally just not worthy to wear the gown mm. so before I give my opinion I'm curious what's yours well I think I want to start by saying that I think Kim Kardashian did a very good job of explaining and expressing that she recognizes the value of this garment and she recognizes the importance of it when it comes to history and she would never want to do something to ruin it, to mess it up. I think that she handled it with as much care as she could and I think the way they approached it was kind of the best way that they could approach it. You know, it comes mm-hmm. to, when I heard, when I heard more about like, you know, I put it on when I got there. And then the minute I got up the stairs, I put on a replica because I knew that the last thing I needed to do was get, you know, a sauce on it or, you know, or ruin it in the night. Like she recognized the value of this historical piece. And I think that I actually was so, I remember the week leading up to the Met Gala, rumors were starting to float around. You know, I, I think I had seen a TikTok where people were saying like, oh, like Kim Kardashian's in Orlando, Florida. People are saying that she's borrowing this dress. And I kind of perked up with excitement because I'm such a history nerd that I was like, this is kind of amazing. This is kind of an iconic moment to see, you know, resurfacing history and so i think that i if i'm being completely honest with you like i've always been i've kind of been in favor i thought it was very cool and i think the moment i read more about the way she approached it i kind of got more respect towards it and there is kind of this not argument but it almost makes you wonder did the value of this garment go down because she wore it or did it go up Mm -hmm. now that she's worn it and i think I was reading some of your comments that you had posted and 
Nicole V. Bueno had responded to your post and she said, the Met Gala is a celebration of historical fashion. The way Kim and Marilyn have been perceived in their respective times are so strikingly similar. As someone who loves both fashion and history, this was truly a memorable moment of the two worlds colliding. And that comment stood out to me because I agree with that. I think that for the evening of what it was, it's li- the Met Gala is literally taking place at a museum. And mm-hmm. that's where history is. And that's where art is. So I, I feel like I'm giving you a long-winded answer of how I feel about it. But I think I'm here for it. And I am glad that nothing happened to it. But I think she looked really beautiful in it. And I think my only controversial comment on it is I don't stand by advocating for weight loss to Mm -hmm. fit into a garment. I think that was the first thing that when I watched her on the red carpet, she's talked about, you know, I lost 16 pounds to fit in this garment. I think that we live in a society where when you have people looking up to you and you have people who aspire to be where you are and I think when you advocate to physically change that drastically in the amount of time, I think it's not a great thing to do. That's my only comment was that I wasn't really, I wasn't pleased with that. I literally 1000% agree with everything you said. (laughs) I'm not kidding. We perfectly (laughs) aligned. Our minds automatically just in the culture we've been raised in think, oh my gosh, uh, if she can do it, I have, maybe I need to do it. It's just a, it's a terrible thing that our, we're trying to get rid of that, you know, that feeling of needing to fit some kind of mold that was presented and put in front of us. And for what? Just, right. you know, so I totally get that. She expressed that she felt like she was training for a role. So I understand that aspect of it. Almost like, I mean, mm. if people are in film, people lose weight, gain weight, do everything all the time for a role. So I understood her mentality behind that, but I completely agree. I don't know that I would have shared all the details of that because I really do find that even in my own, I'm a pretty confident, stable person in who I am and whatnot. And I even myself was like, oh my gosh, wow, I didn't know you could lose that much weight so fast, you know? So I I completely agree. I think that is not a positive, good thing to put out when you are influencing so many people. I doubt it was malicious or intentional, but it still came out of her mouth and that probably wasn't the best thing. But with the gown, I feel like the main reason... I saw people being mad or that they were saying that she wasn't worthy of the gown because that was Marilyn's and she's nothing like Marilyn. She's fake. She's plastic. All these horrible just insults. And she's not, she's famous for not doing anything or for not being talented, all these kinds of things. And I just think that's a really tired narrative. Like I'm, I'm tired of that because mm-hmm. honestly, and I'm not some huge Kardashian fan. I mean, I like them fine, but I'm not just crazy about them or anything, but First of all, being a reality star now is a career and you are a star. They were the first ones to do that. So people still hold on to that for some reason that she's famous for not being talented or whatever. But if you look at Kim Kardashian and her business mind and just their entire family is so savvy and the amount of people that are famous solely for making a lot of money is so many people. So why do we put Kim in a corner of saying she doesn't have talent? The girl has talent. She's laughing all the way to the freaking bank, you know? So that's how I feel about it. I think it's tired. I think it's gross. And I think that saying that someone's not worthy of something just because they don't have talent is just dumb. I'm tired of that. So I I got a little heated about that in the comments because I just, and I think it's it's just rude, you know? I mean, I can't sing. So what, I'm not worthy of good things in life because I can't sing. I was just about to say, how do we measure talent? You know, I think there's, there's a whole, you know, I think we grow up in a society where 
you have to have a skill and you have to present that skill. And, you know, that means that you're talented. But I think that she's a businesswoman and she runs a successful business and she made a name for herself. And I think that has talent behind it, you know? I completely agree. When I was watching the red carpet, it it blew my mind that she and Pete were the last to arrive. Mm -hmm. And there was this like moment of just, it felt very glamorous and it felt very all eyes on them. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way that's kind of an incredible moment because this dress is getting a recognition you know it's 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 resurfacing historical dress and i think the more that i was reading about it you know andrew bolton had mentioned that this second exhibit is about resurfacing designers that are not really well known today and i didn't know much about this designer who had designed this Mm -hmm. dress you know his name was jean louis and he was a costume designer which i think is very interesting when it comes to the costume institute at the met and there's that kind of connection there and i think in a way if we if we look at it on the outside Kim Kardashian is bringing historical dress to everyone's attention. And I had a friend who messaged me today and was like, I just did a whole dive into Marilyn Monroe. I had no idea all the things about her. Like I was Mm -hmm. fascinated with what I learned. And she probably wouldn't have done that if this dress had appeared on the red carpet. I don't know. So there's good that came from this. And in a way, it's it could be perceived as like an educational moment. In, in culture. I agree. And the thing is, whether you like her or not, she is a cultural icon. She's one of the most famous women in the world. And Marilyn Monroe, I love that comment that you pulled because that was one of my favorite ones on the post because their careers, whether you like it or not, really did parallel one another. And people loved Marilyn Monroe and people hated her because she was controversial for her time in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, you know? And so I, I just feel like, I think it was a just like you said, a wonderful opportunity to bring history to the forefront. Kim Kardashian also really loves Kennedy history. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how great that coincides with Marilyn Monroe necessarily, if you love Kennedy history, but you know what I'm saying? Um, But she, you know, owns a lot of pieces of JFK memorabilia and stuff. She's gotten at auction. She owns Jackie's Cartier tank watch, which I am horribly jealous about. Um, Oh my God. I know. She has reverence for this history. And I think if it's going to be done, why not Kim Kardashian? Who, You know, why not? So I think it was done well. The diet thing, I think, should have been left out of the narrative for sure. I completely agree with you on that. But overall, I think it was a win. I really do. I love that your friend went and researched. There's so many people in our generation that just don't know a lot about different facets of history. I mean, hell, I don't know a lot about many facets of history. And when I see something that piques my interest, I go down that deep dive. And so I love the fact that people probably went down a Marilyn Monroe JFK deep dive just because Kim Kardashian showed up in that dress. I love that. That's great. Yeah. I agree. I wanted to say, I do understand people thinking that it should have maybe never been taken out of glass or out of temperature control, things like that. So that argument, I do completely understand. I'm not someone that handles artifacts or anything like that, but I know the delicate process behind it. I've researched that. I've seen how the National Archives handles pieces like that. So if I was someone who took care of artifacts, then I would probably feel that way. I do want to say that. So I do definitely understand that argument of preservation, but I do think that she did a good job being delicate with the garment and everything. So I just want to say that. (laughs) I get both sides in a lot of ways. I really do. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And last but not least, of course, Momager Chris Jenner. She showed up looking like Jackie Kennedy, too. So I thought that was interesting no. that 
she was looking like Jackie and then uh, Kim was looking like Marilyn. I mean, that was obviously strategic. So what do you think about her look? I think she looked great. I think the, I mean, it's interesting. She got it all the way down to the hair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I think maybe Chris's look was a little bit more costumey and a little bit more campy when it, and I think I might just be saying that because she went all the way into having like the hair, like the bob of the hair where Kim did the very, you know, Kim could have worn a bob as well. Like a really had could have done the whole look, but she, I think, added a touch of contemporary detail with slicking her hair back. Which I actually really loved, by the way. Yeah, I think she looked great. Yeah. And then Chris looked great as well. I mean, she she carries, for someone who, you know, they call her momager for a reason, she carries that family into the limelight, but does it very flawlessly. She carried herself very well that night, and you could tell that she was proud to be there. And I was watching it, and I could see that she was standing at the top of the stairs, just, like, watching her girls come up the stairs. And I think she was beaming, and she was glowing, and literally she was wearing yellow. Um, yeah. I think she looked great. I don't know. I, I think for someone who runs a podcast about the Kennedys, I'm sure it's exciting that there's so many references in our news cycles right now about the Kennedys. Absolutely. You know, everyone... You type in their name, uh, Jackie comes up, Marilyn comes up, JFK comes up. So I think she did a great job. Oscar De La Renta did a great job on her dress. I love the white gloves. I think that was a nice touch of elegance and glamour. It looked like a cross between two Jackie gowns, I noticed. It looked like one that she wore, I'm not sure for what, but it was almost like a the way it's colorized anyway, almost like an emerald green one shoulder. It looked like the design of Chris Jenner's gown. But then there's another one that Jackie wore that was yellow that looked mm-hmm. similar as well, which I think is what I posted in the side-by-side. So it's it, it was almost like a pull of a few different looks, and I liked it a lot, of course, obviously. Yeah. A couple last questions. So we chatted in the last episode. I went back and kind of reviewed it. We really did chat a lot about how the Kinney style is still so imitated by modern designers and do you ever think that they'll stop using them for inspiration? We didn't really talk about that aspect of it. It's been so many years. Do you think that their style and the way that they dressed and carried themselves will ever stop being an influence? I don't. I think that they have a timeless look to the way that they present themselves, kind of as the U.S. royal family. I think they will always be an influence when it comes to, now that I work in TV and film, I can see that they will always have influence on research and, you know, harking back to a time in history. I think that we live in a society now where personal style is being very much more individualized and Back in the day in the 60s and the 50s, I think we had talked about this on the last time we chatted, was there was such a uniform to the way you dressed. Mm -hmm. And there was such a, you know, women had their hats and their purses. And, you know, my aunts have always talked about how, like, everything had to match. Everything had to look the same. And the suit jacket fabric had to also be the, the pillbox hat fabric. You know, there was such a calculation to the way that things were put together, where I think now we live in a society where personal dress and style is so eclectic and individualized and unique. And that's so exciting because I think it gives people an opportunity to pull inspiration from so many different areas. When it comes to design and style and personal style, I, this past week, I was thinking a lot about Carolyn Bissett and Jackie O and their parallels and kind of how they, they represent such a unique influence in design and style but they're also so different i think jackie o carried 
an elegance. And Carolyn also carried an elegance as well. And But it was such a more relaxed look where Jackie O had such a, I think her relaxed look was more seen as she got older, maybe on the compound, mm-hmm. um, maybe when she was walking around the Upper East Side. But I just been thinking a lot about how I think th- that family and the impacts that they've had within history and and kind of interwoven in American history will carry on and will continue to be influential in many aspects. I'm sure even in architecture, I'm sure people look at the compound for inspiration. Mm-hmm. I think to answer your question, which has been a long-winded answer, I I do think that it's it's timeless for a reason and it's going to carry through. I love it. I agree a thousand percent. And this has been so much fun, honestly. I knew I wanted to talk to you as soon as all of these looks were coming out and I just thought this would be such a fun episode and I think it was. So thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. Thank you so much for having me again. It was awesome to be back. And I, again, I'm a huge fan of what you do and the stories that you're telling and the historical stories that you're bringing to the surface. So thank you. Thank you so much. That's so kind. Well, with that being said, I will talk to you guys next week. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Hi, I'm Corey Nathan, and I host the Talking Politics and Religion Without Killing Each Other podcast. You can find us at politicsandreligion.us. That's politicsandreligion.us. We are your home for edifying, provocative, and fun discussions among high-profile public figures and regular folks like me. We talk about faith and politics and all kinds of topics that really matter in our culture. So if you're tired of screamers and extremists dominating the conversation and you want to join us and take some of that space back, if you want to better understand different points of view, if you appreciate some nuance and just having a little fun, you'll love talking politics and religion without killing each other. And remember, we're real easy to find. It's politicsandreligion.us. Hope to see you soon. We'd love to have you join the conversation on talking politics and religion without killing each other. Oh,